Welcome to episode 41 of Teach Me Tiger. <laughs> I had something I was going to say and then I forgot. I'm distracted because Liz is holding all of the cords up to let the dog walk through and she, the dog is just staring <laughs> yeah. at Liz. She's scared and of everything. Still. Sorry. I'm sorry. I think that our house is a zoo and I apologize to everyone. The dog has been the co-star tonight. Oh, God, it's the worst. <laughs> Episode 41 of Teach Me Tiger. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger. Yeah. I'm Melody. And I'm Liz. We're Meliz. <laughs> We're <laughs> Lelody. We're Lizity. We're Melizity. Oh, I think we did it. Melizity. That's a good one. I like it. Melizity. Well, now we're done. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Intro's over. We killed it. We're so good at this. On Teach Me Tiger, we bring in guests. Yep. Uh, to nerd out oh. about stuff they know about, stuff they're into. Yeah, we've had this ongoing issue where none of our guests like to be called experts because they're not experts. Because they're not. <laughs> we bring our friends on, or in this case, our husbands on, my husband, sometimes Melody's husband, to talk about... <laughs> JM is sometimes my husband. Sorry, <laughs> I meant sometimes we bring Chris on uh, to talk about things mm. that they know about so that we can learn from them. Yeah, and, and this, drink beer. I mean, the, yeah. that's part of it too, for sure. Let's get real. I drank a whole bottle of wine last night. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this the morning after. We're both um, moderately hungover. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, moder- so. moderately hungover. Okay, well, so we've introed it. We're hungover. We're hungover. It's a podcast about different things every episode with different nerdy expert-ish friends yeah. and lovers. And in this case, <laughs> we're actually talking about some kind of nerdy things because we're talking about gaming, like internet gaming. Yeah. Like video, video games. games. Nerd alert. Nerd. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, JM and his best friend from childhood, Richard... Uh, are big gamers, and so that's what we talked about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing this one. Yeah, it's gonna be great. We talked for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, yes. How was your week? Do you have My, any week peaks? I do have a really good week. Ooh, peak, I'm excited. Actually. This one cracked me the fuck up. So yesterday I drove to work because we had really high winds, and I was scared to ride my bike in the crazy winds. Yeah. The winds were so crazy that my next door neighbor had a tree fall on his back porch, like a 60 foot pine tree. Anyway, so I was at a stop sign and I saw a man and it was like 8.15 a.m., right? Yeah. Like early morning. And I was at a stop sign waiting for some school kids to cross the road. And I saw a man walking up the street in jeans, cowboy boots, and an untucked red plaid shirt. Okay. And he was just marching along, talking on a cell phone, having the time of his life. And I thought, wow, he looks so happy and like... Just, he's not wearing a ton of clothes. It's a bit cold today, but he's having a great time. And, and he kind of stuck out because of what he was wearing. There's not a lot of people in downtown Kingston at 8.15 in the morning wearing cowboy boots and a plaid shirt. Just as cowboys. I mean, yeah, he just looked like someone from like north of town, right? Okay. Like all the kids I went to high school with. Okay. And then 
And like I said, he was chatting and having a great time and big smile on his face. And then I noticed what was in his other hand. So the one hand had the cell phone. His other hand had a 26er of liquor with only like an inch of booze left in it. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just having the best time talking to someone walking up the street with a bottle of uh, like a clearly a bottle of booze that he had consumed all night. (laughs) And it really made my day because he looked happy. Nice. And they're like school children going to school. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is a plug for alcohol. It's not a plug for we alcohol. We like to drink. We like to see other people who are drunk. He just looks so happy. You know what I mean? And yeah. like carefree and also guilt-free. Yeah, just but like, didn't we have a great time drinking last night, Liz? We did, and I don't feel guilty about it. Exactly. It like was said, just, we're plugging alcohol. Yeah. It was a ray of sunshine. Wow. Yeah. And I Tequila sun, sunrise, rise. if you will. Kind of. I don't know if it was tequila, but it was some sort of golden amber-colored liquor. And so when I saw him, I thought, this is going to be my weak peak. Nice. <laughs> I fully thought you were going to tell me that it turned out he was like someone you knew in a Halloween costume or something. No, but that'd be fun. Yesterday was the first of November though. So no more costumes. Although maybe because he, he was out the night before, he was probably out the night before. He actually might've been partying all night. That would be cool. I don't know. I mean, I wish I knew. Anyway, I loved seeing it. If you're the man in the plaid shirt, and the cowboy boots and the jeans with the mostly drank bottle of booze and the cell phone and the radiant smile. Please call in. (laughs) (laughs) He did have a radiant smile. He just looked really happy. I like that sort of thing. Another something similar to this was a few weeks ago was I saw a student because I work at university. I saw a student on campus open his door to his apartment and his friend was outside the door clearly a friend he hadn't seen in a really long time yeah and these were two like kind of bro-y sporty looking university dudes and the one guy who opened the door he was up a few set of stairs yeah like that's how you get in the door so he was at a higher level than his friend who was coming in was so excited to see his friend he launched himself off the top of the stairs and wrapped his entire body around his friend and they like ran around like that for a minute and they were clearly just like really good friends and happy to see each other that also made my day that day that's nice yeah it was nice i like looking at people that's why you're a photographer i guess so i didn't take any of the pictures of these people though because that would have been creepy (laughs) you didn't like paparazzi that shit no no but it made my day nice yeah how about you what about you do you have a week peak um i guess like my week peak would just generally be halloween festivities because i love halloween i don't know the costumes you made for your children are amazing okay so i made my kids hand-painted skeleton costumes and they glowed in the dark and they looked pretty good and my kids are old enough that when i take them trick-or-treating they just go i wait on the sidewalk this is the first year i haven't had to like toddle up holding this two and a half year old's hand you know or carrying a baby they just they walked the whole way. I didn't have to carry anyone. Amazing. I just had to stand on the sidewalk and yell, did you say thank you? <laughs> Go say thank you. Why won't you say thank you? That was the argument the whole night because my son, who's three and a half now, he just kept saying, no, I don't want to say thank you. And I was like, but you can't take candy from people and not say thank you. I don't want to. <laughs> and then eventually he was like, yeah, I said thank you. And I was like, yes, good boy. And he said, I actually didn't say thank you. <laughs> Oh my God. What a little dick. I know. And Chris was like, just stop asking him. He's not going to say it. And I was like, you're right. So I did. Were you, did you guys go to Perth? 
Yes. We went to the thriving metropolis of Perth, Ontario. Population <laughs> 6,000. I mean, it's since 1982. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than like country trick or treating, which is like driving your car from. Oh yeah. House that's, to what house. I, that's what I did as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's no good. But um, country people always give out way better uh, candy. Yeah. Like real homemade fudge and chocolate bars and like full size chocolate bars. And like the little old ladies would invite you in and be like, come in, dear. Let me see your costume. And then they'd give you homemade fudge and then yeah. you'd be poisoned and die forever. <laughs> <laughs> did that happen to you? Yeah. I am a ghost. (laughs) Oh, this is another one of my week peaks. So I typically like Halloween and I typically go to Westport to trick or treat with my nephews. Okay. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I'm just like, oh, Liz trick or treats in Westport. Nice. I don't trick or treat, but I like go and hang out with them. Westport's a town near here. Anyway, I didn't because it was pouring with rain and I went up by the time I would have gotten up there, it would have taken too long and I would have missed most of it. So I was totally unprepared for Halloween and had nothing. So I just turned off the lights and didn't give out candy, which felt weird. But my kitchen window is right at the front of the house and I don't have a curtain. (laughs) So I was illuminated while I made dinner to all the trick-or-treaters. And when people would walk up the sidewalk, I would have to just shake my head and mouth the words no at them. (laughs) (laughs) And like look apologetic. So that's what I did on Halloween. (laughs) It was pretty funny. Um, so cool week for everybody. And, uh, we're gonna get nerdy. Yeah, it's gonna be great. You're gonna like it. We've got on our podcast today, JM, Jean Mathieu. JM, my husband. Not jam. Not jam. JM. Like re- strawberry jam, which most people think is what I'm saying when I say this is my husband, JM. They're like, jam? <laughs> this is my husband, strawberry jam. This is my husband, <laughs> marmalade. <laughs> Say hi. 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 Hello. He's not an awkward man at all. (laughs) That's a terrible (laughs) intro. (laughs) I ruined it. Okay. On the podcast today is my husband, JM, and his best friend for 20 years, Richard. Hello. JM, say hi. To Richard? Just into the microphone. (laughs) Hello again. I also go by John if the other one is too difficult. No. Your name is JM, Jean Mathieu. Let's just put out the francophone pride. Yeah. Yeah. We are in Canada after all. Yeah. Très exotique. <laughs> so what's the topic of this thing? Yeah. What are we talking about again? There's a little bit of ramble, Richard. You just have to get over it. Okay. You'll be really... No, I'm right to business. I'm ready. You're like, what's the topic? I. What are we talking about? So Jam and Richard are here because they like playing video games. And they were, in the words of my husband, yeah. raised by the internet. You spend yeah. a lot of time on the internet. You know about internet things. You know about gaming things so not exactly to the degree that kids are nowadays no not quite but you guys know about internet culture and gaming culture and melody and i know zip melody knows nothing well there you go i know a bit more because i'm married to jm but that's what we're talking about today is like gaming culture games and by extension internet culture it's a whole world it's a whole world i don't know anything about really I have questions for you guys. Did you just say it's it's an an open open world? world? Melody just mentioned that a few minutes ago, and she was like, what the fuck? Like, before you got here, she was like... Oh, can we swear on this thing? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, Melody was like, Jam, I was looking on Reddit, and I couldn't figure anything out. Like, what's an open world? And There is this whole thing, this impassioned, like, uh, impassioned... Diatribe? Verbal diarrhea. Soliloquy? All of those things. (laughs) This guy talking about whether a certain game was an open world format and how other things vehemently are not and 
Oh, is it that out of star or outer, outer, outer worlds? Outer worlds, yeah. Yeah, I was. Well, interesting. I was. He just knew like instantly. He's like, "Oh yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking." Well, because there was some debate on whether or not the hub kind of world counts, right? Well, he was and like, I don't know what the hell everybody's talking about. It's completely obvious that that's what it is. Like he was mm. upset. Yeah, that's one thing you should know right off the bat is gamers sometimes get passionate over the tiniest little things, right? Mm. And it's so interesting. Like, so I've learned a lot about it in the last five years being with JM. But also just generally, I feel like gamers and internet culture, as the entire culture basically becomes internet culture, we're kind of turning towards these people who've been on the internet for the last 20 years. And we're like, so what are you doing here? What's actually going on? What's actually going on? Do you really just do what we think you do, which is like sit in your basement forever? For us, I think it's more like 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time. So this is what we're going to talk about today on the show. But first. But first. Would either of you fine gentlemen like to reach into my box? Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Hens love roosters, geese love gander. Everyone else loves Ned Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) Well, reach into there, Richard. I can't quite reach. Oh, gentle. JM, can you help? Okay, there we go. JM, JM, that's my annoying voice. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you should say that. (laughs) All right. Give it to Mel. Oh, she reads it? it? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Here you go. I'm going to say this question is assuming that you have some superpowers. Would you rather live in the ocean or on the moon? Hmm. This is assuming you can comfortably live in either. Yeah, I'm assuming some sort of moon base slash underwater city. Yeah. Atlantis? Yeah, like domes and air. Yeah, Yeah, air. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know, I know. Can I go first? No. Okay. I got mine queued up. Guests first, Liz. Sorry. I'm assuming there's an easy way back to land slash earth, right? Like, you can hop on a shuttle, fly back to earth, or hop on a sub, come back. Because it's not saying, would you rather go on vacation in the ocean or on the moon? Well, it's still, just, it's still just accessibility is what I'm worried about. That's not the question, Richard. Ah, uh, moon. I like space. Cool. And, you know. I once, like how quickly he turned. Ah, uh, moon. <laughs> well, you know, once, once you've seen water and that same seaweed, but the stars are always, you know, moving and there's supernovas and, you know, solar flares and you could look at Earth, get a really powerful telescope and see, uh, see us fry. Watch us fret. Yeah. Jam. Um, I forgot my answer. You just bumped me because you had your answer (laughs) queued up. I knew you were cutting in line. I knew it was wrong. (laughs) Um, so it was like in the ocean? Yeah. In the ocean or on the moon? I would like to live in a world where someone could live on the moon comfortably. Pain. Because that probably means like I'm in some kind of sci fi future where we've got things figured out. Yeah. And it's like, how about the moon now? We've already moved beyond beyond uh, all creature comforts on Earth. Anyway, but the water, <laughs> because that's closer to the people I like to hang out with. See, well, that's, that's the accessibility answer. thing, though, because right. you said you'd be stuck there, so Jam would be underwater. I'd be Skyping every day or something. Jam loves me. That's why he wants to live in the ocean. <laughs> also his parents. Oh, is that your choice, the ocean? And Richard. Uh, my choice is the ocean, but... Not because of Jam, although I do love him. Um, my choice is the ocean because I'm scared of the ocean. Jam immediately changes his answer to the moon. 
I'm, I'm going to be with Richard on the moon. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he was like, but we're going to hang out. Like, me and Richard are going to hang out. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, as long as the internet connection is good, we could just game. Oh, God. Mm, <laughs> so I would choose the ocean because I'm scared of the ocean because I'm frightened of, like, dying and drowning and being eaten by a shark. But I'm also really intrigued by the ocean. I want to, like, mm-hmm. swim with whales yeah. and see what their interior weird under underwater lives are like. Yeah, There's a whale that lives in the Pacific that they call, like, the world's loneliest whale or something. But it's this whale that sings. Like, it's a humpback whale because yeah. humpback whales sing at a different hertz than other humpback whales. So it's like wandering around singing at a different level than other whales. So it, nobody, I don't know. Nobody will play with it? I don't know. You want to go and be with that whale? I just think that whales are so cool. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is that hurts is the brown noise that makes the other whales crap their pants. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that. They don't have pants. <laughs> so I just... It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> So that's why they avoid him. Yeah. Also, they wear pants. Gigantic <laughs> pants. Just like, that's a very, like, Bojack Horseman yeah. get to me. Like, humpback whales wearing... You ever We've watched, got a whale of a problem. <laughs> Do you ever watch Bojack, Mel? A little bit. It's really fun. Like that, that, like, screams for a Bojack interpretation with a whale in pants. Anyway, I think underwater is really mystical and crazy, and, like, sperm whales can dive so deep, and they eat... <laughs> <what> she said. <laughs> You said sperm. <laughs> sperm whales can dive really deep and they eat giant squid, which only a few people have ever even seen alive. Like right. giant squid. We only know they exist because they like wash up dead on shore. The whole, the, we know more about space than we know about underwater. So if I could like be Kevin Costner from Waterworld. I would or live- James Cameron. No. Kevin Costner from Waterworld. He only dove down, you know, as far as he could swim. Kevin Costner had... Gills. He could breathe underwater. Yeah, but that's not going to stop you from the crushing depths. Can he go in the Marianas Trench like uh, James Cameron with his little million-dollar submarine? I don't think James Cameron can go in the Marianas Trench, can he? Yeah, I think they went down pretty far in a little submarine. Oh, well, that would scare they me. Found I don't the Titanic. Do that. That's n- the Titanic money. is not in the Marianas Trench. No, but... The Marianas Trench is in the Pacific. I know, the two, two separate occasions. Oh, okay. But Kevin Costner didn't discover the Titanic. No, Kevin Costner wore... Weird pants in the water world, which is pants <laughs> again. The pants, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I would choose water because it's this crazy, like, mystery place that we're filling with plastic, hmm. and I love all the animals in it. They did find microplastics in the Marianas Trench. <sighs> oh, that's depressing, Richard. Apparently, there's like microplastics in the air. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I'm 50% microplastic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you cough up, like, microplastic hairballs? It's like a golf ball. Yeah, you can play ping pong with them. Yeah, sweet. Depressing. That is upcycling. Well, you either cry or you laugh, Liz. It feels good to laugh, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I choose ocean also, by the way. Yeah. The moon seems boring to me. Yes! That's the other good point. It's just a piece of rock. It's the ocean. It's just blue. Is is there other life up there? Animals in the ocean that we don't know anything about. Yeah, but you're living down there. You're not roaming around willy nilly, free willy nilly. I respect your um, individuality and your choice, but I choose the ocean. (laughs) Me too. Moon, you can see way more. No, because 
There's likely nothing out there. All the stars, all the galaxies, get a big powerful telescope, no light pollution. Plus the I Earth, mean, I can look back cool. at the Earth. The planet Earth is blue. And feel sad. Don't hmm? you don't you find telescopes kind of boring though? Yes. What? Melody's husband is an amateur astronomer. Well, she's biased then. <laughs> <laughs> He's but like, man, but honey, you can see the telescope. rings. And I'm like, it's oh my God. so little. Chris showed me the rings of Saturn once, and it was just like a ball with stripes across it. And I was like, great. I saw a much better photo in a textbook one time. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's different though when you're seeing it live. You mm-hmm. know, that's so far away and for so much of human history, people worshipped it. I did feel see it. I did feel a little bit of a thrill when I saw it through the telescope, but it that thrill lasted for a couple of seconds. That was just Chris's wow. hand on the small of your back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because I don't think Chris has ever touched me. No, <laughs> probably not. How's your How's your eyes feeling? Broken? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. talk about telescopes more, but I should probably get to the meat of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's also what she said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Icebreakers. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk about gaming. Whoa. Do you guys identify Sorry. as gamers? Myself, I would say I'm a gamer. I do board games, pen and paper role-playing games, uh, computer games. I play console games, although I don't really consider myself a console gamer. I was just saying that to Melody earlier, that you like computer games more than console. Yes. And by console, for the non-informed, that's like the games that are attached to your TV, so like it's PS4, Nintendo. Nintendo. Well, I mean, you could hook a computer to your TV, but yeah. So... But what makes it actually, what makes it so different? Do you get, Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have like a game controller that you hook up to your computer? Yeah, I've got an Xbox controller. Uh So is it, how is it actually different? Well, different games. Um, Okay. You can have games from 20 years ago, 30 years ago and play Wolfenstein. Yeah, I could play Wolfenstein from 1990, whatever. Maybe 1990, 1991, Jim, do you know? I can play Wolfenstein. I just have to buy it again. Yeah. Each time a new console comes out. (laughs) There's there's a thing called abandonware where after a certain point when you can't really buy games anywhere, they're just available for free. Um, And actually, (laughs) public service announcement, uh, archive.org, you can go there and play uh, old games from the DOS days in your browser for free. So yeah, I'd say... Yeah, the main difference between, like, console versus PC gaming, I didn't mm-hmm. have be versus, <laughs> old friend, is <laughs> um, that PC gaming, or PC games give you a lot more, like, control over what you want to do. You can pretty much do anything. You can emulate a console and play it with the real controller from that console. But mm-hmm. it also means, like, there's more effort involved. Like, you have to build your PC, like, your video card. Or you can buy it. Update your drivers. <laughs> or you can buy it, Yeah. Yeah, so that's basically the thing. Like, ease versus... Also, mods, user-created content. Yeah, mods are pretty pretty epic. Can you define mods? Uh, mods, short for modifications, where you can have a whole bunch of people who love the game make, change, fix things. There are a thing mm-hmm. called uh, total conversions, where they'll completely change a game into something else, like... They could change like a shooting game into a game about Star Wars and mm-hmm. add lightsabers and stuff like that. So JM introduced me to something a few years ago called Thomas Was Alone, which is like a very basic yet stylistically sophisticated platformer game. Okay. And platforming. He he basically introduced me to the different types of games 
So a platformer is a game where you have to like jump onto okay. different levels, mm-hmm. you know, like Mario. Um, like Mario. And so or it's, Mega Man or Mega Man. Mm-hmm. And it's so basic because you just have to like jump onto different platforms. And literally all the characters were just squares or rectangles and they all had different names. And one of them was named Thomas. And it was the most beautiful game ever. And all of the characters had like real interior lives and they were just squares and rectangles. How did they have interior lives? Was there-, there was a narration. Okay. This is great. I think people are good at personifying <laughs> stuff. Shut your mouth. It was art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying you could personify that bottle opener. Yeah, I mean, there's, that, there's a whole podcast about that. Yeah, it's called Everything's Alive. Oh. They watch Toy Story on acid? No, they have an actor play objects. And so they'll have like an interview with a lamp or an interview with a table. Ooh, that's and, interesting. Uh, I did that as an improv exercise in high school. Yeah, so an actor speaks from that thing's perspective. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it can be very moving. Oh, people just cry. Yeah, if they're a good enough actor, and they only have good actors. Oh, well then, I can't appear on that podcast. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're good. Richard. Do your this 1930s your- voice impression. Oh Lord, dance, monkey dance. All right, uh, <clears throat> and then dance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just love it so much. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> beep, 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 You know that, like, news thing? Okay. Dateline, Berlin. Adolf Hitler doing the Charleston on top of the Berlin Wall. He's set it up himself, folks. Preparing for the communists. <laughs> I love it so much. You're so good at it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Melody, ask the first question. Oh, okay. What was your introduction to video games, like the first game that you really obsessed over? Was it Atari? Am I older than you? I don't know if you're older than me, but it was not Atari for me. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically... Um... But do it in that radio voice. Just kidding. <laughs> Dateline, 1989. <laughs> um... oh my God, Richard, you're so good at it. Uh, so basically, I, as a kid, always loved three things, I'd say. Superheroes. Star Trek and video games yeah, and computers by extension. Whenever I would see a computer, like, do you remember Muppet Babies? Yes. yes. There Muppet was, Babies. Yeah, yeah, in the intro, um, there was a little bit where they showed a computer for maybe half of a second. And I would always watch the intro just to see that spot. Because you wanted to yeah. see the computer? Yeah, I wanted to see the computer. That's adorable. And, and, uh, <laughs> do you guys remember uh, today's special? Yes. Today's With the mannequin that comes to life. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. We're so, Canadian. <laughs> so also uh, really revealing our age. <laughs> the, uh, the Crenshaw character. I think his name was Crenshaw. The, the, the security, security guard. Guy, yeah. Sam. 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 Sam Crenshaw. Wasn't yeah. It? Sounds and right. he had a computer in his security thing, and they'd only show it maybe once every three episodes. But it was all like I my I would light up when they showed. Is that, that didn't he make sandwiches with it? Maybe. Or was that a different thing? You know what? My there favorite, was like a mouse there. I think my favorite thing Muffy. Was, yeah. was Muffy the mouse's mouse apartment with her little elevator. I fucking loved that mouse apartment. I thought it was so cute. Yeah, and she wore little. <laughs> she wore little. Um, what are those things? Boas. She wore little feather boas. She's so fancy. Oh, Muffy the mouse. God, I loved it. <laughs> yes, I believe yes. he had like a. It was like the thing on Star Trek where they make the food. Like he had mm-hmm. a computer he thing a where he would tell it. Uh, basically, he'd mm-hmm. be like, "I want a ham sandwich on a Kaiser bun or whatever," and it would make him a sandwich. Mm-hmm. What's so funny is that I remember him because he was a puppet. Sam. No, he was real. Sam, Sam, the (laughs) security guard. Very short with shiny skin. (laughs) Sam, the security guard, was a puppet, and his 
mustache was made out of very obvious felt. Right. Like, just like, oh, man, I've got to see a picture of that. <laughs> you got to look it up. But, yeah, your uh, mouse apartment is my computer. Like, I, yes. I love that computer. And, Aww. of course, Star Trek's all technological, and Next Generation was just starting when I was young. So it was just a perfect storm of me liking mm. computers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And my older brother is big into video games. So he handed me down a Commodore 64 oh. when I was, like, really, really young. And so I, I played the shit out of that. I played wrestling games and jam. You remember all the games we played? Par- oh, yeah. Paranoid Android. Yeah. I don't know what it was actually called. Yeah, we look it up every now and then. Load Runner. Uh, Load Runner. Jumpman Junior. Mm. They remade Load Runner. It wasn't the same. Mm, that's a shame. They made like Load Runner 3D. I don't know if you remember. There was like a Mario ripoff that was kind of terrible. Oh yeah, it was weird. Like- there was the arcade version of Mario with the big pow block. Anyway, it was a Commodore 64, and I love that thing. Uh, What's a uh, Commodore 64? It's an old computer from about 1982, I think, and it had 32 kilobytes of memory, whereas modern-day computers have... That's like a podcast. Yeah, modern-day computers have, you know... (laughs) Mine has like 500 gigs. Well, no, memory, like RAM. Oh, RAM, Uh, yeah, not RAM. So yours would have 8,000 megabytes. This had 64 kilobytes, which is tiny. But, yeah, that was my first big gaming thing, and I played the shit out of that. Uh, the load times were horrendous on the discs. I'd go up and make a sandwich, come back, and it would still be loading. Was it, like, floppy disks? Yeah. But they actually had cassette tapes as well you could get, which is crazy. Oh, my wow. brother had a game on an old David Cassidy cassette tape, which, <laughs> to me, sounds weird. Um huh. That an yeah. audio tape could be also a game. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and there was also cartridges too, like an old NES or something. You shove a cartridge in. That's what my Jumpman Junior was on. Amazing. So yeah. So you had an, you had older brother. You had yeah. an older brother who helped you out. Yeah, and the computer was old when I got it, so it wasn't it wasn't hot shit. I was kind of behind the times, but right. What about you, JM? Well, I really liked playing Commodore sixty four. So is um, it Richard who got you into it? No. No, I, uh, I kind of like. But Richard, no. Flirted with video games for a long period of time. Ooh, like, la la. <laughs> in my, in my preteens. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, flirted really with like, video games. That's what they call it. But how did you do, how did you find them? How did you see them? Uh, I saw them at things that I was at. So, like, at friends' places, at weird uncles' houses, at weddings. So, like, the first one I remember was one of that, that was like Altered Beast. At a wedding. Oh, nice. Oh, wait, even before that, it was like a green game where you're a little helicopter. I don't even remember. I've tried to find it, but... Hmm. Anyway, one of those, like, old green computers. Um, and then, probably when it started to get its hooks into me, I went to a birthday party and someone had a Nintendo, like oh, an NES, the original. That's all and over. And they had the, the Batman game. Oh, shit, and the yeah. music. I played that, too. Epic. What was the music? Can you play it? Like I'll find it. Several covers <laughs> on my phone. Nice. Did it go so like a... Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you got better pitch than I do. So, NES Batman. Yeah, and I remember I was so obsessed with it, I hogged the NES at this other kid's birthday party, <laughs> and they had to call my parents, and I wouldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> 
It's like the Tom Hanks movie where the guy takes over the boat, and you're like, this is my NES now. You wouldn't leave. You yeah. just, like, lost your mind. I, I didn't even, like, I wasn't being mean or anything like that. I was just, like, entranced. Like, I'd never mm. seen anything like it. The visuals, the sound, everything. I was Batman. to call your mom and dad. Okay, guys. Let's discuss some of the widely accepted myths. Are you reading this now? She's not reading. Not reading. This is totally off the cuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> now that we are talking about video games. Richard, don't <laughs> don't troll us on our own podcast. It's razzing. Okay. They call it trolling on the internet. That's yeah, what I do. heard. Now let's discuss <laughs> well, some of the person, widely so. accepted myths or stereotypes about gamers <laughs> or gaming. <laughs> you just turned into a robot voice. Falsehood. Okay. Oh. Gamers are all loner teenage boys or socially retarded jobless men playing in their parents' basements. True. Next. Are, <laughs> are all gamers loners? <laughs> uh, multiplayer games. I mean, you can't be a loner in World of Warcraft with a million other people playing. Right. But uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for an entire group, but I'd say... I've been kind of a loner when playing video games. You know, I've chosen to stay at home and finish a mission instead of hang out with people or whatnot. So I think that you could probably... Sorry, just a second. Let's answer this question again after Gertie's done drinking her disgusting water. All of the disgusting noises are the dog. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Including any burps. (laughs) Yeah. That's the dog. Farts, too. Okay. Are there social aspects to gaming, though? Are you just playing games that are like... Solo, solo bolo? It's like if you're into playing cards, you're not just into solitaire, even though that's a great time. Who hasn't played solitaire and loved it? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you want to play some Texas Hold'em. Gin Rummy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that game. (laughs) I mean, but both of you guys, like, so you're both into video games. You both play quietly by yourselves. You can also turn on the internet when you're playing a game. Because as, like, the wife of a gamer, I had to learn that, like, you can play games... Between you and the computer, or you can, like, play against other people. That's what you're looking for, yeah. But then you can also play... But you can, like, talk to them when you're playing against other people. On the internet, yeah. Yeah. Some people like talking to people. I usually mute them. Right. I mute everyone. I don't hear anyone, they don't hear me, and I find it's better that way. (laughs) Just because you can have, like, the illusion that everyone's cool. Right. But you often play with people in the room with you. Yeah, that's different. You play with your friends. People are nicer in person. Than they are online. Yeah. So how would you do that? Would you each have your own screen? There's different ways. It depends on the game. Sometimes it's from like an overhead perspective called like a third person perspective. Yeah. Or isometric, I guess. Um, like everyone can see their characters and you just know like, oh, I'm the barbarian on the right. Be like, I'm the wizard on the left. And you just keep track of where you are. Yeah. Okay. I'm the wizard on the left. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm the barbarian. <laughs> So I think this whole, like, are all gamers loners kind of comes from this myth over the last few years, say like 10 or 15 years. I think it kind of started with Columbine. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Right? The two well, kids I mean, that certainly gave... Level. The two kids who did Columbine were pretty avid gamers. Correct me if I'm wrong. And so then people started to think like, oh, gamers are these weird, like, trench coat wearing nerds who don't talk to regular people and shoot guns all the time. I would say the trench coats, yes, but the Matrix was very popular at the time too. So apparently, them. the Matrix um, actually inspired those kids. 
I would say nerds being loners has been a thing since nerds were a thing. Well, that's a good point. Can you give me an example of a historical thing before the internet? Well, they had computer clubs in the 70s, and that's where Apple Computers basically was born out of. Are you saying the AV club? Yeah. The AV club. (laughs) Yeah, they they would be dorks in their basement with soldering guns, and, and they would spend their Friday and Saturday nights just making microchips. So are they loners and they would play Pong or, you know, Gattaca. Yeah. And I think it used to be more of like a niche kind of lonely, super Mm -hmm. hyper nerdy thing where like you had to know how to use computers or like have access to this technology. And then it became more and more mainstream to now like virtually everyone I work with plays video games. Right. I'd say to virtually everyone plays something, even if it's just Only Candy losers Crush. don't play I th- games. I think you're probably right. Like, in 2019, everybody plays a video yeah. game. I will say, like, probably a lot of the sort of cultural problems <coughs> of games Excuse me. relate to, like, the old guard, like, those hyper nerds. What's the cultural problem of a game? Oh, there are many. Like what? Uh, like, toxicity in gaming and, like, a sexism and, like, if you're a woman... You don't want to go on voice chat because you'll just be bullied. And is that still true or not so much anymore? It's true enough that it's pretty much guaranteed you'll have a bad time somewhere. Hmm. Right. So if you're a girl who wants to play a game and you put on your microphone so you can talk to your other players Mm -hmm. online, you're going to get harassed a little bit potentially. Yeah. And it depends on the community, but like pretty much anything mainstream is kind of cross-cutting different demographics. There's going to be enough like kind of chaff in there to give you a bad time. Like COD. Yeah, like COD. COD is Call of Duty. Oh. It's a a bro game. COD, Blops, all those. What's Blops? Black Ops? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's my dog again. Sorry, everybody. So, gamers are kind of loners, but they're not necessarily bad loners. I mean, they're not necessarily loners anymore. They're, like, not necessarily anything. Just, like, people. So, they used to be considered loners, but now gaming is so popular, they're everything? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all walks of life. But also, video games can provide some social outlet for people who are otherwise loners, no? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, for like, sure. Uh, the same thing with uh, Dungeons and Dragons and like Magic the Gathering tabletop games. A lot of people that are more like introverted or loners, they can like play a character and interact with other people. In reality, like gamers aren't just nerds with no social skills. They're like creative, interesting people who can do a lot of things. Yeah, well, I think like Jam well, some was of saying, them are nerds. <laughs> I think I Jam's a nerd. <laughs> I, I think like Jam was saying, now the sort of the spectrum of gamer is so broad that it's anything and everything. Yeah. But yeah, at one point in time, it was mostly the nerds. Um, and there is still that strong nerd contingency. Yeah. And I guess like sticking around, I guess like if you include nerds, you must include their counterpoint, like the jocks. So yeah. like there was always that kind of like tension be like, oh, those cool jocks. Mm-hmm. But we nerds, like at least we're smart and yeah. play video games. And we have imaginations and we can play tabletop yeah. games and be creative. But if you look back at, you know, the early 90s, let's say, and on every cool rapper's tour bus, there would be a mm-hmm. Sega Genesis. And, you know, that's er- when it started getting Ooh, cool. Yeah. So and I would like to sports say. Sports players be playing NHL. So I would like to say. JM just the other day was explaining to me about bro gamers. And so like a rapper or a professional sports player or like my cousin Steve would be like a bro gamer. 
a guy who likes to play video games now because they're cool, but way back in the day, they wouldn't have known how to play them. Or they'd be embarrassed to play them. Or they'd be embarrassed to play them because they were only for nerds. But Mm -hmm. JM told me that as soon as Sega started making Sega Genesis and PlayStation started making games that were like sporty games, militaristic games... They became like broier, and well, then the Sony PlayStation, I think, also kicked it off. And then so so it was marketing around. So then it, there was all this marketing around it, how it was this like masculine broy thing, and so then the bro gamer came into being, where yeah. it was these people who were buying the games, enjoying them, popularizing them, but they were very like masculine and not associated with nerds. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? I think it ballpark. With, when did it leave like the basement? Rich, like with Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly related to like marketing. Genesis was like the grown-up console, yeah, uh, and it was targeted towards teens primarily. Sega How is it grown-up like if it's targeted to teens? Because you know the '90s when everything was extreme. <laughs> you know they they had a thing called uh, <laughs> Melody's like I totally get it. I totally yeah. do. <laughs> I get it. Well, like. You know how there's CPUs in computers and stuff like that, like processors. They tried to make it cool by calling it blast processing. So <laughs> even even something as nerdy as a CPU, they tried to zhuzh up with their mm-hmm. with their extremisms. And so they tried to make so like nineties like sporty, yeah. like sportier yeah, and cooler and like broier. Yeah. And also it was like your kid, your kid brother's not playing Genesis. Your cooler older brother is while he pounds Jolt Cola and has his backwards cap. Jolt Cola. Is, is Jolt Cola real or is that from the Simpsons? Yes, yeah. it's real. Uh, oh, Sim- yeah. Simpsons was Bolt Cola, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jolt. I remember that stuff. Security. A lot of caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that like gaming became a jock thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because it was for so long associated with not cool people and then like playing a PlayStation. But actually like the coolest though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, societally considered not cool people. How do you guys feel about that? I think it's just a myth. Like it's an easy stereotype to be, oh, you know, like nerds pushing up their glasses and they're, <laughs> they're playing. Like All they're, four of us are wearing glasses right now. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> they're playing their, like, imported Japanese anime games or something, and, <laughs> you know, they haven't showered in 50 days. But I think... Jam is only a little bit far from that. I, I think... today. <laughs> I think that in reality, uh, everybody was playing Mario Kart on Super Nintendo, yeah. and you would go to any party, and if there was drinking or something with the cool kids and blah, 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 they, they would all know if you said Sonic or Mario. But Sonic the Hedgehog was, in terms of marketing, one of those games that was marketed as like a cool, hip, sporty game. Well, he had the sneakers. He had the sneakers he and ate hot dogs. I remember the commercials. <laughs> Chili dogs. Chili dogs, yeah. I remember the commercials. They were one like this. Sega. Remember yeah. those commercials? Yes. Sega. Sega. Yeah, you got to find that clip. You just give me a flashback, right? Woo. And it was like Sonic the Hedgehog was so cool, and yeah. Didn't they so- change it to a more laid back Sega at some point? That's I don't know. Familiar. I don't know much about Sega though. Sega. So, bro gamers. Do they play different games? Same it's like COD. Gamer is kind of a weird term. I mean, it's probably accurate. There's like bro X, Y, Z for anything. Like yeah. bro, like bro grammars. Jam's a programmer. Oh, yeah. So is Richard. But there's also bro grammars. These like programmer dudes who are like. They don't wear hoodies. They wear 
polo t-shirts. They wear they wear suits <laughs> and, sports and they go to the gym and they're also programmers. They're programmers. I think it's stereotypes on top of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, but right. bro gamers, like I would consider that people who are into sports and partying and drinking and competitive stuff and you know banging chicks. <laughs> I th- I think that. When you think of them and the ones that I've known, it would probably be like you're saying, COD and competitive shooters mm-hmm. and Halo back in the day and all that kind of stuff. But also, COD means Call of Duty. But also sports games, like whatever they're into in real life, they probably play the video game equivalent. That's really interesting because then it's like people who are into like video games from the 80s, they'll be like, let's play Zelda. And then bro guys who are into sports will be like, let's play the NBA game on... NBA Jam. Yeah. Mm, that is a good game. So there's like fan- there's a fantasy element, and then there's like a sports element in games that they'll gravitate to if it reflects their real life. Yeah, and, you know, there's always crossover. I don't like sports hardly at all, but I loved Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey on mm. N64. <laughs> Okay, here's some more myths. Okay, people who play video games can't get laid. Are all gamers incels? What even is an incel? Oh, that's that's a whole other podcast. No, it's this podcast right now. Well, incels involuntarily celibate, which means you want to have sex, but something is keeping you from doing it. And What's that something? It's a whole me- like there's probably a list as oh. wide as that couch in type. 10 font size. It's any excuse you could possibly think of. From height to race to uh, mental disorders to wrist size, wrist size to chin size to but this eye spacing to, you know, if you're into gaming. So these are these like nerdy dudes, mostly dudes, right? And we're talking about like heterosexual cis dudes who want to have sex with girls, who can't have sex with girls, who've decided that girls don't like them. Because they feel like there's this alpha male dude who girls want to be with and girls won't be with them because of looks. But really, in fact, girls won't be with them because they're like socially awkward and bad at talking. Well, part of it is the alpha chads, as they're sometimes called. And there's a million names like there's terminology a mile wide. <laughs> it's just this whole thing. I don't know a fraction, thank God. But I know enough. And, you know, the alpha guy, he's getting the hot girl. And they think that maybe the person who put them in the friend zone, like they might have a really attractive friend that they want to date, or maybe their sister's friend or a neighbor or girls at school or something. But they always see these attractive girls going for these attractive guys who are generally acting a certain way. It To me, like, the whole thing just, I, I, I don't like the defeatist attitude of it. But this is, like, incel culture, yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. we're, we're not trying to, like... I, I think that this is kind of more in the internet culture right. side of the conversation than the gaming. I'm sure they all play video games, but I, I don't think that's that's what's keeping them from getting... No, for sure it's not. I don't think that incels, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, and gamers are the same, but a lot of people think that they are. Yeah, there's a Venn diagram. Yeah, and I think, like, from a non-gamer's perspective, a lot of what you hear about video games is either, like, school shootings and doxing Mm -hmm. of people online. What's doxing? Doxing is when you expose someone's private details publicly. Why would you do that? So you can harass them in the real life. 
So the crossover is like, you Toxic know, Toxic masculinity. Like, yeah. And people kind of hiding behind the anonymity of the internet yeah. and, you know, like in gaming, we'll get to Gamergate in a, just a minute, but, um. I don't know that harassment is masculine. I did air quotes. He did. I no. heard them. Even if I wasn't looking. We're not only talking like, like, about we're not only talking about men right. here, for sure. But continue, Mel. What'd I just say? <laughs> Toxic masculinity. I'll, that's all right. I'll, t- I'll take over. Go on, Jam. Uh, I feel like a lot of what's called toxic masculinity just used to be like the default when we were all just dudes playing against each other and mm-hmm. talking on forums filled with other dudes. And I didn't know it was masculine or toxic and what wasn't. Because it was all boys, not no girls. It was girls. all boys. And even then, like, even the toxic stuff, like the rude jokes and uh, even racist jokes, things like that. Like, it just seemed like, oh, it's part of, like, the kind of hazing, kind of crazy internet. Or to mm-hmm. show, you know, how thick-skinned you were and nothing offended you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And now that video games have become, like, more mainstream, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, like, more people are involved. Yeah, they're like, inclusive. Well, there's, like, this old guard of gamers that... It's actually kind of hateful. Right. So there's this old guard of gamers who are what, like older white dudes or? I guess not necessarily. It could be younger guys too, like that glom onto it. So I guess it's just the, like the cloak of the internet. Yeah. Can Mm -hmm. lead to more toxic behavior than people would exhibit Mm -hmm. in real face-to-face interactions, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of digital equivalents of mean girls. Oh my God. I love mean girls. (laughs) But I mean the meanness in in mean girls, yeah. The kind people, of cyber I think, bullying. I think people are generally man, woman, cis, trans, hetero, whatever. People non-binary. are non-binary. All the people, all the people that we accept here on this podcast. <laughs> um, all people can be shittier when they're anonymous, mm-hmm. and so because when you're playing games online, you are anonymous, and that environment has mostly been dominated by white cis hetero men there's a lot of shitty behavior towards like women and marginalized people i'd also say internationally asians are well represented in gaming nintendo sega i lived in korea i went into internet cafes there were so many teenagers eating noodles playing (laughs) starcraft when i would go and like use the internet And they were all like little kids. They were allowed to eat noodles at the internet cafe while they were working on a computer. Oh, they weren't working. They were playing. And like that was part of the internet cafe culture. Also, like, how could they do their hotkeys with the noodles in one hand, you know? Th- that was part of the thing. People Interesting. Would bring you Loading food times were stuff. longer back then. I would just be worried about yeah. it was spilling a, on the it keyboard. Was a, it yeah. was filthy casuals. Wait, what year is it? 2019? It was 11 years ago that I lived in Korea. Yeah. Well, start her. 11 years ago. <laughs> we're so old. <laughs> But I think the thing is, is that like people are anonymous online. And if the old guard of gaming was these old white dudes, but now that's changing, Mm -hmm. people say shitty things to like people of color and women. And, you know, gaming doesn't seem like a safe place to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Which is what do you guys think about that? I don't know. Like, that's kind of putting myself in their shoes, because I personally, maybe I'm lucky or privileged or what do you want to say? Because you're a white cis hetero man. Yeah, but they don't know that on the internet. But on the internet, I've always just encountered all this crap and just kind of, you know, rolled with the punches, went with the flow. And yeah, I personally haven't had too many problems with it. But like Jam was saying earlier, I mute my mic and I don't really like just 
right. gaming with random people. I usually game with friends or smaller communities. Right. So you don't like engage with the like wider public. I do, but I don't really put much value in their opinions or or anything else. How does it feel to like be a part of these groups? Like you love the games, you love the creativity, you love the like global nature of it all. But how do you feel that it's become associated with this kind of like nasty subculture? It's not all games. No, <laughs> and I understand it's not. <laughs> Hashtag not all games. <laughs> Hashtag- I usually like the bigger the game, the more toxicity there is in the mix. Like not always, but that's usually how it goes. But just, like, how does it feel to be a part of it? Oh, yeah. It's not good, definitely. Like, it kind of robs you of a bit of the enjoyment, because you have this idea that everyone's like you, which I think is everyone's secret desire. Um, (laughs) And then when you hear people saying things that are hurtful, it makes you feel bad to be part of that community. Right. So that's why I think a lot of games that excel are ones that allow you to express yourself, not through, like, text or voice, but, like, through the gameplay. So, like... You have, like, a simple button be like, let's charge the fourth tower on the right. And you can, like, point to it with your cursor and everyone else sees that. But you're not actually talking to each other. Mm. So, like, one guy could be, like, some Trump supporter in the States. The other one could be, like, a communist minder. And you could be, like, a hippie. But in that moment, you don't know any of that. But if you were on voice chat, uh, it would all come falling apart. And you've told me before that women will often use voice modulators. or That was back... In, like, the PS3, like, even PS2 days, I think. It might have been specific games. I just saw it. But it is functionality. I mean, you could probably get a third party to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, some sort of app. I used it when I was a squeaky teenager. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Just a touch. Just a touch. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. You'd be like, like, someone took the flag. But really be like, (laughs) someone took the flag, guys. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. But women would be harassed occasionally if they spoke in their regular voice. I think we should talk yeah. about Gamergate. Let's talk about Gamergate. Uh, I knew this was coming. Can you tell us about, <laughs> Can Which one of you wants to give a synopsis of Gamergate? Do you have that off the top of your head? It's 2014. Yeah. It's five years ago. Hang on. I, mean, I might even have a printout. Yeah. I mean, you could probably get a Wikipedia description that would be better than this. but I've got one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Do you want me to just give you, like, the hard facts? I'll probably tinge it and miss stuff. Beginning in August 2014, a harassment campaign targeted several women in the video game industry, notably game developers Zoe Quinn and Brianna Wu, as well as feminist media critic Anita Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. She's Armenian. You say potato, I say potato. She's probably Armenian from California because there's lots of Armenians in L.A. So it started with um, Zoe Quinn's ex-boyfriend wrote a disparaging blog post about them and falsely accused them of an unethical relationship with a journalist. And then basically there were like a bunch of death threats and um, like a lot of death threats. Was it falsely accused? I don't even remember. But then like... Um, Or was it just accused and... There's some That's accusation. Kind of I he remember said, she said or something. Following it, kind of, well, not following it, but like it would pop up like on Reddit. Yeah. Um, Reddit.com. And it's just like if you were just even remotely involved in that subreddit. Sorry, I'm throwing out a lot of terms. No, no. I mean, people know what Reddit is now. I, I don't know if they do. It's like a forum or a chat room. Yeah. And then there are different subreddits. Subreddits are like, yeah. if you're interested in Game of Thrones, there's a Game of Thrones one. And if right. you're interested in Game of Thrones memes, there's. Another one. For or me. if you're interested in cute animals, there's one yeah. that I subscribe to. What's it called? It's called Reddit Aw. 
If you're interested uh, in pictures of birds with human arms, there's really? a subreddit for that. Really? Yeah, there's <laughs> random little tiny ones. And if it doesn't exist and you want it to exist, you can make your own. And then probably there's other freaks out there who want it. Yeah. But, sorry, Jane. Um, yeah, I remember it coming up and I thought like, oh, it's just some story about something or other, whatever. Yeah. And it so quickly mm. got like taken over by, what would you say, like people bandwagoning it with their own agenda, like this I kind would, of anti feminist yeah. vibe. I mean, it, it just turned into kind of feminists and then SJWs and then, you know. Social justice warriors. Yeah. I read about that this warriors. morning. And then, uh, yeah. Had like, you not heard of an SJW before? No. The anti versions of those. And then they yeah. brought in basically everything you could think of in the kitchen sink into that mm-hmm. Gamergate argument. So it was kind of made into a battlefield for a whole bunch of other ideological arguments. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you give me a little more details on exactly what happened? Okay, so Quinn's former boyfriend wrote Is this, this from Wikipedia. Sort of? Yes, okay. Wrote a disparaging blog post about her or them. I'm not sure. One of the Baldwin brothers actually coined the hashtag. I think it was Adam Baldwin. Wait, is that related to like? I believe so. Although maybe I just read it and thought it was Alec Baldwin, and then I was like, well. no, it's his brother Adam. Because <laughs> there's Alec, <laughs> William, Stephen, Stephen. Well, then- it was a Baldwin. Anyway, okay, maybe it wasn't one of those brothers. Maybe it was a different one. Maybe it was one, <laughs> one of their, their cousins. one of their cousins yeah, or cousin. nephews or whatever. But they like accused Quinn of all of this stuff, and then there was all this doxing going on. They were like releasing all of their personal information. Yeah, um, I think that's shitty to do. Super no shitty. The person. Many rape threats and death threats. Mm-hmm. That and- unfortunately is pretty par for the course, though. Right, so why are rape and death threats par for the course in the internet world? Why? Because it's like the uh, most it's hurtful thing you can yeah, think Yeah, it's like edgy. Like, is it even edgy when it happens so often now? It's like when uh, when trashy people are arguing on the streets. Like, mm-hmm. Sorry, that sounds pretty classist. But you know what I mean, like... Well, you can be a trashy rich like they're in control. Like, they're going to go for, like, racial epithets. Because that's like the atom bomb in Mm -hmm. a verbal disagreement. Like, you just go for the worst thing possible. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. You just want to get a reaction. You say the nastiest thing you could to someone. Yeah, you just Mm -hmm. go straight to the bottom. Mm. So, can I just read this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gamergate's proponents, or Gamergators, have stated that they were a movement but had no official leaders or a manifesto. They organized anonymously or pseudonymously on online platforms such as 4chan, 8chan, Internet Relay Chat, Twitter, and Reddit. Statements claiming to represent Gamergate have been inconsistent, making it difficult for commentators to identify goals and motives. Gamergate supporters have said there is unethical collusion between the press and feminists, progressives, and social critics. <laughs> That's become collusion kind of like between a, the feminists uh, and the journalists. Sardonic summary of it. It's really about like ethics and games journalism whenever someone is saying something kind of anti-feminist, I guess, in video games. Um, Though I do think that games journalism as a whole is kind of dead in this There's a lot of conflict of interest, for sure. Why do you think it's dead? Because it's pointless when you've got people on YouTube and stuff that do a better job than professional journalists. What's the point? Or when you can go online and I can go on Steam right now and look at a hundred reviews from random people who have played the game. And it says this person's played the game for 500 hours. I might listen to them. Jesus. Right. Uh, whereas reviewers, they're <laughs> under a deadline. Right. They're often bribed by um, mm-hmm. publishers and there is unethical practices and 
probably there is drugs and sex and rock and roll and everything else going on behind the scenes, but so, I don't really give a shit. That's a good point. And let's get back to yeah. why were these women doxxed? Why were these women attacked? So, what was the point? Well, what were the motivations? Rich said earlier about uh, the Gamergate movement, if you want to call it that, um, was just like a battleground for mm-hmm. a lot of cultural it's, things that were happening at the time. It's like it the like, Vietnam of, of you know, capitalism versus communism. It, yeah. It's not about America and the USSR, but it's kind of about America and the USSR. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of gamer gators believe in the domino theory, which is a Vietnam thing that if you let Vietnam fall to the communists, then what's next? You know, China's already gone. Maybe you let video games fall to the women. Well, not just that, but like journalism. If you let, if you let journalism fall to the feminists, then next up call of duty is going to be an all woman reboot. Right. (laughs) And why are they so scared of that? What's uh, wrong with an all woman reboot? I mean, you we, could if you made it we, snipers and me Russia and Melody, who are women, have lived with all male Call of Duty games. Not that it's affected my life that much, but like, what's so wrong with an all woman Call of Duty game? Uh, I think it's anything's good as long as it kind of has interior logic. Like, you have all male Call of Duty games because if you're talking about the invasion of Normandy, there weren't too many women on D-Day on the beaches, you know? Ah, uh, yes. Historical accuracy. Yeah. But, I mean, even the slightest amount. Like, it doesn't need to be a sim, but I think that a lot of people get bothered by that. And I kind of do, as well. I mean, I think the thing is, is that, like, who cares? Yeah. A lot of people really care. care. There's some people who care just because it's representative of something. Like, they don't like the SJWs. Just talk about like uh, military games. There's like military geeks and be like, that guy wouldn't have been there. It was actually in Norway. It was a prototype. Yeah. And then for them, like the people in the conflict are just an extension of that same nerddom. And then there's other people that just don't want to see women playing the same games right. as they do. And they don't want to. I think that's an them. extreme niche though. And it's kind of like any shitty person, you know, they. But the loud voices like yeah, muddy the waters. Exactly. Like you never know who you're and, talking to. And you can the really loud voices muddy the waters. And makes them she says like a clarion call. <laughs> you can really lump people together <laughs> mm-hmm. if it's like this person's like a crazy Nazi and he plays <laughs> Call of Duty to play as a Nazi. And then another person's like, I think Nazis should be in video games because, you know, it's about World War II. Just throw a swastika on there and I want to shoot Nazis. And if I'm a Nazi in a multiplayer game, so be it. Who cares? They can shoot me. So, like, both those opinions, even though they're completely different, one guy's a literal Nazi, the other guy's like, yeah, I don't care, like, Wolfenstein, I like shooting Mecha Hitler. <laughs> so you can group them together and be like, oh, let's remove all Nazis from all games. Well, I feel like, so my my grandmother didn't fight on the front lines in France, but she was in the Canadian military and she was a nurse mm-hmm. and she treated people. And so, like, while she didn't, like, shoot at people, she was in France and, like, a member of the Canadian military. So I would argue that, like, she should be a part of all of this stuff, right? If you were going to represent it in a video game. You could. And then secondly, the actor David Oliwelo, who is Nigerian and English, he was on Mark Maron's podcast a couple years ago. And he was saying, you know, I grew up mostly in England, but like with chunks of time in Nigeria. And I went to acting school in England. 
And it was really hard for me after I graduated from acting school to get parts because the English love their period pieces and the English are under the mistaken notion that there were no black people in England pre like 1930 or something. So because they love their period pieces so much, I can't get a role because Hmm. I'm black. But in reality, there were tons of people of color in the United Kingdom in the 1700s and 1800s because the United Kingdom participated in the slave trade. But Mm -hmm. like our contemporary media does not portray those people of color. So he can't get a role in any of these period pieces. Anyway, hence he has lived in the United States for like 15 years. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just like... It's this, like, covering up of things in media. It's like the rewriting of history. Right, there's a perception of what seems historically accurate and what might actually be, for sure. Exactly, and that it's not really true. But that's kind of what some of the people who don't want women on D-Day are thinking, you know. Maybe there were women there, I don't know. I don't think so. Why don't you Um, think so? maybe if they were pulling the whole, like, I'm a man, I'm signing up, but really they just tape their boobs down and pretend to be men to get in the military. Like, maybe that could have happened. That's that's happened in the Civil War in the U.S., I know, for sure. Hmm. But probably every war. Yeah, I think Uh, for most people... Sorry, (laughs) I just just wanted to say quickly for World War II games, if they wanted to have women in a World War II game, they could easily do it. The French Resistance... There were tons uh, of women in the French Resistance. The Russians had tons of women in their military. Some of the best snipers. So, yeah, you can, I'm sure... Over in the Pacific Theater, they're, you know, probably Chinese women were... So they're just not choosing to, up. like, show women in these games. Or it's just the most popular settings. Like, everybody's heard of D-Day. Not a lot of people may have heard of some random French Resistance activity. I think people know about the French Resistance. They've seen Inglorious Bastards. They <laughs> know that super cute blonde French lady mm-hmm. who owns the movie theater, and then she kills oh, all those Nazis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she laughs like a demon, <laughs> and then she sets them all on fire or whatever. That's worth a rewatch. Yeah. I love. Yeah, we should watch that again. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, but so- yeah, it, it's just like you said, it's muddied waters. Um, so instead of speaking generally, if you have specifics, like should a game allow women to be characters on D Day? You could, but why can't I mean, you just make it, it up and more, pretend that there are women? Yeah, there? it would be more arcadey, and it would be you know not, not necessarily realistic think, in a strictly historical sense. Yeah, and I think that's the main disconnect is like there's people that just want like more representation because there are more types of gamers now, and then there are people that just want the historical facts, and then there are ones who are like you were saying, like literal <laughs> Nazis that wouldn't give an inch. Yeah. And then, then I guess, like, on the SJW side, you could probably say there's people that would want everyone to be women on both mm-hmm. sides. Well, there's militant and extremists and stuff. I don't think that's but, actually true. Um, well, there's got to be some. I've seen Tumblr. I don't think they're really muddying <laughs> the waters, though, are they? Uh, no, but they're good straw men or women or... <laughs> so is most of the upset about women in these particular games with historical context like are there games that because i read somewhere that like 43 percent of gamers contemporarily are women that's a lot that's the only place the historical type games and like medieval games Mm -hmm. like war games of old are the ones where it has like the most legs because you can actually 
make some kind of argument. Right. Like, why aren't there any people of color in medieval Poland? And they're like, oh, (laughs) probably weren't that many. Also, Um, that stat, like, what type of game is it? Because a lot of times they include mobile games. And, you know, my mom plays Words with Friends and Candy Crush, but I wouldn't call her a gamer. Right. So maybe that's being a gatekeeper or an elitist or whatever, but, you know. <laughs> gatekeeper. Maybe you could say hard- What's wrong with words with friends, <laughs> Maybe you could say, like, hardcore gamer or something more descriptive of people who can I spend I feel like you don't need weekend. to make the distinction anymore. Like, I've been a mobile gamer at some point in my life. Like, Sure, but you've also spent an entire weekend playing a game. Yes. I have a vacation booked coming mm-hmm. up just to play video games. Jam schedules his work vacations around games. I scheduled my last it's like a vacation around the release of the new Doom game, and it's mm. been moved to next year. Oh, <laughs> man. And I laughed heartily. So is it still valid today in 2019, all this Gamergate stuff? Has there been progress in the community, do you think, in terms of... Uh, I feel like so, but I'm very not involved in like... I mean, yeah, you mute everyone. I'm I'm not really an (laughs) activist. And when I see a lot of that stuff, I kind of just tune it out. Right. Because I don't have a a dog in the race or horse in the race. See, that's just it. Do you know what's funny is that that whole thing of like, oh, I don't care about it because I don't have a horse in the race. But you do because like... Yeah, it's my hobby, but... Oh, you mean like a human? You're a human. It's your hobby. (laughs) You know, any future girlfriend you might have who might be interested in it could. Well, I don't think uh, some jackasses being idiots online tarnishes an entire art form. So I'm not too worried about gaming as a whole. So you see it as like those guys are just jerks. Yeah, we'll just play the fun games. I mean, yeah. like, the assholes I mean, are often the loudest, right? Yeah. Always, yeah. yeah. And they're part of every single fandom, every single group, every single mm-hmm. everything. There's always going to be those people you can point to and be like, do they represent horse racing? Like, I'm sure there's some <laughs> racist jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> racist jockeys. Racist jockeys. Um. Okay. We've been talking about, like, some dark stuff about gaming. Let's talk about the good stuff. The gaming industry is now worth more than movies. Yeah, like, that's crazy. People... I have some fun facts. Oh, go for it, Mel. Okay. In 2017, the U.S. game industry as a whole was worth $18.4 billion U.S. dollars. The U.S. gaming revenue is forecast to reach $230 billion by 2022, making it the largest market in the world. That's crazy. So it's making more money than movies. Than anything. Streaming and like anything. Like, I think one of the great things about video games, and I'm sad to say it's becoming less and less so as time goes on, Mm -hmm. is that it's so accessible to like make your own game. Mm -hmm. There are people that aren't even programmers, even by a stretch, that have authored their own games, just kind of like teach themselves as they go and they release it and they earn money off of it. But as the technology improves and like the bottom of like what is considered high fidelity enough for a video game is like higher and higher. And like you need a team of artists, you need animators, you need like Mm -hmm. voice capturing, you need like, and now like they're starting to throw in like Hollywood actors in there and be like, you got to have that John Wick guy, whatever his name is. (laughs) Keanu Reeves. Thank you. Um, Oh no. I listened to, uh, I think it was on This American Life. They did a story about, it was a 
parents who lost their kid very young to cancer, but the father made it his life goal, or he felt it was a really important step in his grieving process to create this video game that was right. Are you familiar with it? It was like representative of the experience of his son being like diagnosed with cancer and then going through the treatment and then dying. And you can, I mean, you can purchase it, which would be great because they they poured their life savings into this video game but it's this very artistic endeavor and you can you can go on youtube and do like a walkthrough of the whole game that dragon cancer that's it yeah yeah i mean i cry at movies i'm not gonna lie but i feel like i've been more touched by like video games and like experiences i've had there than i have by movies generally just because i feel like you're more part of it like you've driven the action Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think that um, the fact that it's such a money-making industry also has its downsides, mm-hmm. like um, the industry is turning more towards uh, free-to-play, but then, so it's free to download the thing and play it. It kind of came from mobile originally. But yeah, it's free to download the game and play it, but mm-hmm. they have all of these mechanics to get people gambling with real money, get people doing boxes that mm-hmm. are basically slot machines. And you get a few people, which are called whales, coming in, yeah. and they'll spend $10,000 on a free-to-play game. Yeah. Um, and they call them whales in casinos, too. Yeah, I mean, oh, all, yeah, all, of, all of this terminology comes from gambling because that's what it is. And there's a lot of people that do dark design patterns, as they say, yeah. where... They'll make buttons a certain way and they'll make animations a certain way and, and the gameplay a certain way that it, it hooks susceptible people in to this pattern where they need to do this and they need to buy something. It, it's just this whole psychological gambling sickness. And it's not just rich people, you know, they drive up in their Ferrari and they spend $10,000 like we spend five bucks, but it's people who max out credit cards or they take their parents' money. Or yeah, all sorts of things. And the dark mm-hmm. patterns you're talking about, like they exploit basically the fundamentals of human psychology. Like you're mm-hmm. talking about like the social thing, like you want to feel like you're a part of something and like spending a bit more lets you be more of a part of it. And other things are like the addictive nature of gambling mm-hmm. and like that kind of intermittent reward. And like you throw it in, like you said, with like some, some animations and some flashy things and be like, oh, I finally got it. I'm doing great. I'm getting better. But like, no, you're not. You're just <laughs> trapped. And they'll even do mechanics where, let's say you're driving a car in the video game, Mm -hmm. and your car drives for about 15 minutes, and then it runs out of gas. And then you can either wait 15 minutes for it to be towed to the gas station, or you can pay $2.99 in real-life money to get a can of gas right away and keep playing your game. Right. So it's stuff like that, which is just complete crap. Yeah. So I guess we went back to the dark side. What have you guys been listening to? Foxy Lady. Wow, apropos. 
Is that the right well, word? Wayne's World, I gotta say, is one of the movies that has made me laugh so hard I peed a little. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Melody's wearing her Wayne's World hat. It's mm-hmm. my new uniform. If you follow us on Facebook, you may have seen it in our Facebook stories. <laughs> uh, but music, I don't know, Spotify. Uh, you listen to Spotify? That's yeah, your new- they, Oh, come on, they, Richard. They've got my Give cultivated playlist. Give me a song, playlists. title, and artist. Um, What's the last song that you put on that you had to like turn up really loud and really immerse yourself in? Oh, it's probably going to be some cheesy 80s thing. Give it to me. No pressure. We like that stuff. We're not cool. Yes, we are. Speak hype. for yourself, hoser. We're not hype machines who like <laughs> need everything to be like super new and cool. I, uh, I, I think that it was when I was playing Grand Theft Auto 5 and I uh, was driving around listening to the radio and a little song came on. A little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I living in a box off the album Am I Living in a Box by the band Am I Living in a Box and it's that song that goes Am I living in a box Am I living in a cardboard box Am I living in a box <laughs> I don't know that song. Is it really called Am I Living in a Box by Am I Living in a Box off off of the album Am I Living in a Box? (laughs) Wow. It's a a great song. It's a new wave synth. Nice. Um, I, I think... I think they were called like Mod Wave or something. They were the ones that dressed up in suits, ironically, and they had the synth and everything going. Uh, I think they were British. But of course they, yeah. of course they were. Yeah, I know that that uh, Diddy came on and I cranked up the volume. Nice. I just want you to know that when I typed in "Am I" to find the artist, the first thing that came up is "Am I pregnant?" <laughs> <laughs> Jam. What are you listening to? Oh man, much lamer stuff. Lamer than <laughs> living in a box. Even more video game related. Um, yeah. Just uh, like video game covers, chiptune covers, orchestral covers. Hey, yeah. Just like, I just love it. It gives me like those tingles. But I would say like the one I probably go back to the most frequently is uh, Mute City from F-Zero. It's a good one. Can you give us a little uh, hum? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> is it the one that's like... No, no, that's that Giles team, yeah. It's something like that, though. It makes me want to, like, run and leap over stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. now you're getting it. That's kind of part of the game. There's, like, those uh, turbo boosts. Well, Melody, what are you listening to? Oh, golly. Well, on the way here, on the way to Kingston from Perth, Ontario... I was listening to a podcast that Liz told me about recently uh, on this podcast called You're Wrong About. The best podcast And they time. were talking about Ed Gein. <gasps> Gein. Yes, Ed Gein. Is that the clown serial killer? Or no, that's Sean Wayne Gacy. So this guy, he only killed like two people, although oh, he's so known he as a serial killer. killer. Okay. He was a grave robber. He yeah. would go and like dig up graves and then he'd do weird shit with the body parts mm-hmm. so and they were all over his farmhouse that had no electricity so he was a tomb raider yes going back kind to video of. games totally uh. and like psycho was loosely based on his story psycho, and then also texas chainsaw massacre and texas chainsaw massacre and so i've never seen so that movie and i really want to see it now there's a few versions I mean, actually only 
His house, when the police went to his house, was filled with body parts. Mm. So it's like so evocative because, because he, he grave was such robbed. A job. And like he had a necklace made out of nipples, a belt. Oh, a belt made out a of belt. nipples. And he also mm, had lots why? of like women's genitalia. There is one that they noted like it, it had like a a little bow on it and stuff. And he would like put on underwear and put the like vulva over his underwear and stuff. Like he was pretty huh. fucking freaky. Yeah, he was. He had some serious mm. problems. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie night. Yeah, I'm yeah. scared what, to watch that. The movie, original actually. 70s one. Yeah, because there was a remake that was actually pretty good. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not like super into horror movies, but the people who host this show, Sarah Marshall, and what is his name? Uh, Zach Efron. <gasps> yeah, that's it. No. Zach Braff. I no. can't remember. No, no, no. Braff Raff. Shit, I can't think of his name. Blah blah blah. Here, give it to me. <laughs> um, Joey Jojo McBlow, Michael Hobbs. Michael, Michael Hobbs, Hobbs and Sarah Marshall. Okay. They're really smart and articulate, and they're both journalists. And she said it's like the scariest movie she's ever seen. And so I trust her recommendation. Mm. Yeah, it's scary. Going back to the nipple belt. The nipple belt, yeah. Let's talk about that. You know how there's holes um, in nipples and holes in belts? Did he line up the holes so that he could put them through and put the... I I don't know the answer to that, but that's a great question. That's the only way I can imagine doing it. (sighs) I mean... I can't understand the purpose of a nipple belt, but... I can't imagine the purpose of anything he did. This was like the 40s. <laughs> Satisfaction. And he lived in a farmhouse with no electricity. Or internet, no I guess. Access <laughs> no access to the internet, outside. I guess. Yeah, you can't <laughs> blame gaming on that one. Nipple belt. <laughs> was this a direct result of gaming? Mm, yeah, I think <laughs> if he had games... <laughs> I think it was. Ed Gaines... Yeah. Crimes were a direct result of gaming. <laughs> well, if he had Grand Theft Auto, he might be able to, access yeah. to games. I would, yeah. Grand Theft Auto, he could blow off some steam. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. You can make a nipple belt in that game. Though. I think you could make one in like Minecraft, right? Nipple <laughs> belt. You can make anything in Minecraft, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you could probably replicate our universe in Minecraft. In well, nipples, all nipples. Elizabeth. Yes. What are you listening to? So I love your on about, and I've been listening to that a lot. However. For this Sorry, week, I stole your listen. No, that's okay. I already <laughs> listed that before. However, for this week, because it's been Halloween week, because it's October, I have been listening to Aaron Mankey of Lore Podcast. I've been yeah. listening to his podcast called Unobscured. Yeah. And the whole kind of theme there is that he's like unobscuring the window of the past. And so he did a whole series on the Salem Witch Trials. Like, some time ago. So that's, like, the second worst witch hunt in American history after the Trump one? (laughs) (laughs) Richard. Poor Trump. I watched CNN. Poor Poor Trump. Trump. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for him. And so it's been really interesting listening to that because basically a lot of the women who were targeted in the witch trials in Salem Mm. were women whose husbands had died and therefore had left them property. And motherfuckers. And so, therefore, they were being targeted as criminals, as witches. That's such bullshit. So that their property could be absconded by the town. You couldn't see it, but my eyes were rolling so hard. (laughs) She, her eyes rolled real hard. And there's a lot more depth to the podcast than just that one fact. But it's it's pretty interesting. So that's been fun. Doesn't he have a funny way of talking though? He sure does. It's like he's a robot. Can he do an impersonation? (laughs) 
Um, I don't know if I can. You've been listening, Liz. You do it. So he does. So his main podcast that made him really famous is a podcast called Lore, where he like, I don't know, he just talks about folklore. And he says, but then the most terrifying point of all, it's a little bit like. It's very like hot copper coffee pot. (laughs) He says everything very like. I've seen parodies or heard parodies or whatever, where they do something like that, where it's like. And then the person came into the vestibule. That's a good impression. And it was what happened next that had investigators concerned. Yeah. He sounds kind of quite like like that. that. Yes. I hate that. He sounds a little bit like, um, like a robot. It's too put on. It's a little bit robotic. And I think it's because (laughs) he researches everything so thoroughly. And so then I think when he actually presents his podcasts, there's a lot of reading. Right, he's like in the studio by himself, right. so it's not like right now where we're like blah 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 blah. He's actually just like reading a script. What? He's not slurring? That's so weird. <laughs> he hasn't had a bottle of wine in but three years. But you know who weird. else? <laughs> Nerd alert! <laughs> you know who else reads scripts? Actors. To be or not to be. That was the questions investigators had. Where is this Godot guy anyway? <laughs> I've been waiting for hours. (laughs) I've been waiting for hours and he's not here. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what, though? He sounds like a robot, but he's making money and he's super podcast famous. I mean, I've I've liked many of his podcasts. Can I recommend a podcast? Yeah. Yeah. It's a dev game club. It's a games club (laughs) podcast, which is a type of game podcast where you play along with the people that are doing the podcast. Like, while they're talking? You play Yeah, so, like, they do a couple sessions, and, like, you play, like, we got to this chapter, this is what we thought about it, tune in next week for the next part. Fun. I really like them. I mostly listen to the games. Do you play along with them? No, I just listen to the ones that are, like, classic games that I've already played. It's like Doom and stuff. Yeah, you can imagine. But there's one called Dev Game Club, which is really interesting, because it's by two developers that are actually contemporary game developers and have been for over a decade. So they've got like a lot of dev insights. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. Nice. I recommend it. Cool. Cool. Well, does anyone have anything to plug? Well, I'll be at the Radisson next week doing my stand up. Um, you can buy tickets on. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The Radisson fancy. <laughs> the Radisson Hotel. Well, <laughs> like the, <laughs> The Radisson Hotel. Oh. In the lobby. Uh, they'll ask me to leave after a tight three. Free pens. Yeah. <laughs> you can catch me being escorted out the front door. Well, you can find the podcast at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast. You should give us a little bit of money or a lot of money. <laughs> Either way is cool with us. Just give us some money. More money. Can they leave comments wherever this is posted? Uh yeah yeah okay. anywhere yeah. well I, I I just want to say if anyone was listening and I got something wrong that you really care about post in the comments and I'll I'll read it and then not respond same I you know what's funny, funny is that these like gamer guys are like really worried about being doxed being doxed and so they're don't like if I got me. something wrong just talk to me and don't dox me please please well, don't dox us oh, the cat's back yeah nobody wants to be doxed or whatever like we're we're you know. Just stupid regular people. I would argue that yeah. you're 
fairly intelligent people. I don't know. You're fairly intelligent. Very good looking. Regular people. And mostly good looking. Who I don't, mean, why who else would we have you on the podcast? It's a visual deserve, medium after all. Who don't yeah. deserve to be doxxed. <laughs> don't dox them, please. Please don't dox them. What else? Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Liz, where can we find you? L-I-Z-Z-O-U-S-E. Instagram. Lizography.com. L-I-Z-Z-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y.com. Yes. Woo! Melody, where can we find you? Melodystarkweather.ca. Woo, woo, woo. Liz and I make visual art. She's a photographer. I'm a painter. <laughs> da, 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 da. Ba, da, da, do. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, um, thank you so much for listening. That was great. Thanks to our patrons on Patreon. Thank you so much to Richard. Yeah, well, and thank you to Chewy. <laughs> to Strawberry Jam. Strawberry Jam. Jam. Strawberry Jam. That's my husband. Strawberry Jam. I like Strawberry Jam. And thank you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming. It was a lot of fun. You guys are awesome. All cool. right, all right, all right. And remember, it's, it's a, a jungle, jungle out there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we both went wussy. Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tiger, Tiger, I want to squeeze you. It's not a cat, though. Wolves are around. Thanks for listening.